You're listening to the Flying Goat Farm podcast with your host, Lisa Check. This podcast is for people who love yarn and fiber and sheep, who love to knit and crochet and maybe even felt. We will be talking about the crossroads between keeping sheep and goats, making yarn, and expressing your colorful self. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 in the Flying Goat Farm podcast. Here's what's happening on the farm. So it is really rainy and cold. It's really kind of the first damp, wintry kind of day that we've had so far. Um, I'm recording this on the 2nd of November um, we the trees around here just started turning color. Um, my ginkgos are starting to get a little bit um, yellowish at the bottom. It, they are so funny. We have two of them that grow together, and they seem to go from green to like oh the most gorgeous gold color overnight. And I was thinking about this the other day when Bill and I were driving up to New York and looking at all the colors. And I looked back to see, well, what what is the day? Because it seems like this year the trees have taken a lot longer to start turning. So last year the day was um, November 8th. So we'll see if in a week we have glorious gold ginkgo trees. Um, I just love the shape of their leaves. I love everything about them. So I think I'm going to have to do something visually with those leaves. So I have to think about that. That's part of my creative path, I think. Also, what's happening on the farm is that a month ago, we got nude pullets. And they've been in a chicken tractor. And like I said, it's cold. Tonight is going to be the first night that we have a freeze. So... Guess what we get to do this afternoon when it, when it gets a little bit darker, um, we will be transferring all those chickens from their little chicken tractor into the chicken greenhouse. Um, and then we will keep them in with all the rest of the chickens um, for a good couple of weeks um, inside of the house there. And it will be fine because it will keep them warmer. Um, you know, we obviously there's food, there are nesting boxes, and I'm hoping that um, the older chickens will teach these young ones how to start roosting. Because these young ones, um, I think when they were raised, um, they weren't raised uh, free range, so they don't know how to fly, or they don't know that they can fly to get up into a roosting box. Um, so that's all ahead of them, which is kind of fun for them. So that's on our plate for tonight. Um, and I look forward to getting them into a safe place that's a little bit cooler and also giving them the option of learning something new for a chicken. So this season has been all about creativity. And so far, we've talked about that creativity is human nature. Everyone has that. Uh, inside of them. Um, we have a connection to making things with our minds and with our hands. Um, last time I talked about artists being built up to kind of a hero status and the rest of us feeling like we could never um, reach that 
pinnacle. We can never be an artist. Only special people with special talents get to be that. But it's my premise that we can create, we can train our creative spirits that have gone kind of flabby with disuse. We haven't exercised them. So, so far, I've given you two creative exercises. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, please go back and listen to uh, episode one and episode two. So we have um, one exercise is writing out all the different ways that you art, using art as a verb and not as a noun. Um, Just the different ways for myself. um, I practice the art of cooking. I practice, obviously, the art of dying. I practice the art of writing. Um, But there are other people, like for Bill, uh, you know, Mr. Flango Farm, he practices the art of um, creating uh, computer chips, things like I look at his computer screens. I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at and I don't know how you do what you do your job, but it definitely is an art form. So there's so many different ways that we can art in our life. And the other creative exercise I gave you was window shopping, which didn't mean for you to go to a mall, but you could certainly could if you wanted to, but just being out and about taking your camera or your sketch pad and um, noticing what's around you, you know, noticing what excites you, what thrills you, what you really like looking at. And um, that will help build up your creativity uh, muscles, so to speak. So here we go with um, episode three, you know, so, so much creativity, so little time and what in the world is getting in our way. So I know, especially before pre pre pandemic times, I think it was busyness. Um, everyone was very busy and, um, then there's also those voices in our heads that are saying, you know, who do you think you are? Don't tell me that you're an artist, yada, yada. Um, there's also the not knowing where or how to begin. And finally, there's the feeling guilty about you what you should be doing instead. Like, well, I should, really shouldn't be doing the stitching. I should really go and finish the laundry, that kind of thing. So those are what gets in our way. So let's go, let's break these down. So the business, you know, life is so busy. We're working, we're caring for children and, or if you're part of the sandwich generation, you may be caring for your parents as well. Um, In the last year and a half, you were probably schooling your kids too, or maybe schooling your grandkids. Um, So there was lots to do, even though we were kind of locked down with really kind of nothing to do, nothing to do outside of the home, but still there was so much to do. But even before the pandemic, there are music lessons and soccer games and ballet lessons and um, theater camp and um, cheerleading and football, you know, all these things that um, we are doing or our kids are doing. And, you know, in a family, There are meals to make and dishes to do and laundry to wash. And you may be the person that is supposed to do that. Um, 
I, thankfully, I'm not the one that has to do the dishes. Bill does the dishes, but I'm the meals to make and the laundry to wash and the beds to make. Um, I've sort of volunteered to do that part. Um, so if you have one of those really extremely busy, busy lives, when can you be creative? It's really hard to eke out some time when, you know, you're, you know, maybe you're uh, one of those families where you're, you're stopping at, you know, a fast food place um, on the way to soccer just so the kids can have something to eat. Um, you know, just that level of busyness is around us. And then there's the committee, okay? The committee is my shorthand of talking about those voices in your head that uh, try to thwart your creativity. Um, and my committee is really, has been very loud in various times of my life. My committee tells me that I don't have time. My committee tells me I don't have talent. My committee asks me, who do you think you are? Um, of course, they tell me that I can't draw. They tell me I'm not an artist. And, you know, in that sense, my committee is right. I can't draw. Um, it's not it's not a skill that I have, but that doesn't mean that I'm not an artist. Um, they show up when you are feeling the most insecure um, in your life or in your creativity or what you're trying to do in that exact moment, because the committee doesn't just happen around creative stuff. I mean, the committee can happen in your workplace as well. Um, and it, they, and they show up when you're just feel not feeling confident in what you're doing and who you are. So our job is not just to ignore them. You can't, you can't just ignore and just try to keep going because they keep getting louder and louder and more insistent and more insistent until you start, start paying attention to them. What we have to do is we have to fire them. We have to tell them, go away and shut up. Especially if you're, if you hear these voices when you are, you know, sitting down to do something creative and one of them pops up and you just say, um, you have to be quiet for the next 10 minutes because I'm doing this thing. And after the 10 minutes, you can say whatever it is that you want. But for right now, you just be quiet. And I think we have to say that inside of our own bodies. I know that might sound like a little bit strange, a little bit woo woo, but um, that's the way to kind of banish them um, from thwarting every little thing that we do. And of course, then there's real life calling. Um, and now that the world is opening up, you may be going, you and your partner may be going back to work. You know, the time that you had saved because you weren't, uh, you weren't commuting now has to go back into commuting. So you have even less time. Um, and if you're older, like I am, maybe you're helping out with grandkids as well while um, their parents are going back to work. So again, it's all about juggling, making time for what is important. And yeah, this, this is me too, putting ourselves last. It's the curse of so many of us. And I would like, you know, I, I think so many women, it's really a curse for so many women putting ourselves last in line. We don't take time for self-care and we feel guilty taking time when we should be doing something for other people. Um, you know, you feel guilty saying, you know, well, I could, I could 
do this little stitch meditation um, on this piece of fabric for 10 minutes, or I could be doing the dishes. And sometimes we feel like, well, doing the dishes, that's a should, I really must do that, that really has to get done. And the stitch meditation or the creativity practice that I decided to do today, well, that can slide. I can do that tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow and then eventually it never really gets done, right? And just remember about the, the you know, what they tell you on the airplanes, right? When in, in the emergency briefing at the beginning, you know, put on your oxygen mask before putting on the mask of your children or your parents or any other people that might need help. I believe that's the same thing for creativity. You can only feed others when we have fed ourselves. You can't just take, you know, and so now, okay, let's go for the third metaphor. You just can't keep taking money out of the bank and not putting deposits in into your life. So there you have three. We have so the oxygen mask. Um, we have feeding others and ourselves and the bank metaphor. So all three of those um, are important and telling in this part of the of our creativity journey. Um, stop putting ourselves last. Start making time for uh, for doing what you feel what what you want to do and what is important to you. And as we talked about in the previous sessions, that creativity is something that at least for me, when I'm involved in it and when I'm you know emerging out of a creative session, I just feel so good. It makes me feel. Um, kind of on a high in a way, like I just feel more energetic and I feel really proud of myself and I feel really happy and contented um, because I took that time and I completed that, um, that piece that I wanted to make, or I made, um, I made a, a step in the right direction on that piece. I, I did this little part and then, so I'm getting closer to being finished with that little quilt or that uh, that drawing. Of course, I wouldn't be the one drawing, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. So it is, it's all about balance and really working on that work-life balance and, par and acknowledging that part of that that needs to get into balance is how we go about with our creativity and and making things, using our imaginations, using our minds, using our hearts, using our hands to create something new. In the first session season of the podcast, I talked with Dallas of Dancing Leaf, um, and she's somebody that I really um, admire because she has really found a way to balance her life. She carves time out each and every day to do something that's important to her. And what is really important to her is being outside and being active. So every day she's either hiking or she's biking or she's getting together with friends. Um, she always puts it in her schedule and um, she doesn't um, she doesn't let it go by the wayside. So. I know that it's hard to carve out time when you have a busy family life, but it's important. And so please do think about making some time. So how do we move forward creatively? 
So, you know, strengthening our creative spirit is part of self-care. And just like I was saying, it'll make you feel rejuvenated and curious and energetic. Um, In the last episode, I talked about picking a practice that you can do every day. Something that can be as short as 10 or 15 minutes. Not talking about taking an entire hour. We're just talking about carving out a small period of time to do something creative, to create something with your heart and mind and hands. And remember my silly thing, give yourself a reward, a sticker or something, put it on your calendar. It'll also show you that you're building up this habit and it will um, remind you when you see those stickers, it will remind you, oh, don't forget, I need to do that today. So I get another sticker. One way that we can find time to create is to involve other people that are in our lives. And, um, and because I know this to be a fact in my own life as well, you can let yourself down a million times, but you probably won't let down a friend or a family member that's counting on you. Um, just like what I just said about Dallas, that she will make time to go hiking with a friend, hiking or biking with a friend. Well, she's not going to let that friend down, but if it was just her, she might say, oh, well, maybe I need to stay home and dye some yarn. But so if you decided to, for your daily practice, to go out and take a walk with your camera, invite your kids to come along too, or your significant other or a best friend. You can do the walk walk while you're waiting for them at soccer practice or hip hop class or piano lessons. Um, you can use that time. Um, I know lots of people use those times to knit or crochet because those are easily transportable um, projects that you can um, you do in small pieces of time. Um, You can plan an outing where you can practice your creativity, like um, going to a garden or a farmer's market or a historic town. And maybe the whole family is involved in uh, doing something creative together. So many kids now have their own phones as well, or, you know, everybody can be taking pictures and then you can be sharing them at the end and celebrating everybody's creativity. Or if you'd rather, and if you have the skills and, and you've taught your kids to sketch or draw as well, you could take little sketchbooks along and do little sketches along the way. Um, and, it, and making an outing like that is building another really great mem- family memory. So here's your exercise number three. And... In this one, I'm asking you to pick a color, pick a color for a day or for a week. You can, or you can choose to pick a different color every day if you choose and look for those colors indoors in your house or outdoors in, um, on your walks or when you're driving or even in your workspace. Um, and so th- these, the colors could be such things as candy wrappers, game pieces, Um, herbs or flowers or bits of fabric or bits of yarn or uh, something in the landscape, a flower, a tree, some bark, anything like that. So you're, you're training your eye to be looking for a particular color 
or colors. You could, like I said, you could pick a different color every day, or you could pick uh, this week. I pick green next week. I'm going to pick purple the week after that. I'm going to pick orange, something like that. Um, and as you, uh, notice these things, document the color, take photos, build an album around the colors that you found. And not only is it a fun way to build your creative strength, but it also helps you to determine how you perceive color, what colors you gravitate towards, what, um, what subject matter you gra gravitate towards as well. If you're watching this on the YouTube or Vimeo channels, um, you can see that I developed a quick little uh, collage in PicMonkey where I took my color was green and I found um, seven pictures. I had to count. <laughs> I was trying not to count out loud. Um, so I took seven, seven pictures that just happened to be on my phone that had very different shades and colors of green and uh, different subject matters, uh, whether that was yarn or roving or landscapes. Um, and then I just made it into a neat collage that can kind of can keep all those things together and say, oh yeah, those are, I really love green. Green's my favorite color. So um, I hope that you do uh, try this creative exercise. And um, I know that I've really loved doing this. Um, there was even a month when I was looking for black, things that were black and white. And to even taking so much as taking photographs that I knew had lots of different values that I could then turn into a black and white photo and made some really great um, creativity, cre creative discoveries around the idea of black and white, positive and negative space. So until next time, remember that you could always respond to this podcast with comments. Um, you can leave a voicemail on anchor.me for um, the podcast, and I love hearing those. I look forward to hearing how you're doing with training your creative spirit. And until next time, happy making. Well, that's this episode of the Flying Goat Farm podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review. Have a question you'd like me to answer? send an email to goatherd at flyinggoatfarm.com. And to see our farm and yarn and roving, check out our website at flyinggoatfarm.com. Follow me at Flying Goat Farm on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm Goat Herd on Ravelry. Until next time, happy making. <laughs>